You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 220. I had a moment where I, I just broke down and I don't know how religious you guys get on the podcast, but I'm, I'm Christian. Hey, I preach, started praying. We preach and, tithing from day one with the group. We're all about it. Exactly. I, I just started praying and I'm like, hey, I, I'm doing everything. And I felt guided up to that point. I felt that the direction was right. And uh, that day after that prayer, I got my deal. I got my call. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome here to another episode of Wholesaling Inc. My name is Cody Hoffheim. I'll be hosting today's podcast. And like always, we are here to deliver nothing but value to your business. For those of you new to the podcast, we want to welcome you. Hopefully, you've understood a little bit about what this podcast is about. If not, we're simply going to be talking about wholesaling and specifically wholesaling real estate. Don't get it mistaken for anything than what it really is. And really, all wholesaling is just the art of finding deeply discounted properties so that you can then turn them for big profits. And there's so many ways to exit. You can keep them for long-term buy and hold. You can fix and flip them. You can simply assign them to other contractors that want to fix and flip them. There's so many ways. But the deal is in finding the deeply discounted properties. That's how you make your money. That's what this podcast is dedicated to, to help you on your way to getting your first wholesale deal. So today we have a tribe member that just recently joined the tribe, has gone through the program, and has instantly just taken massive action. He has been held up with some hiccups and stuff. He's going to share this story of how he was in one state, ended up moving to another state. But today we have John Leonard with us. He's married, has three kids, one on the way, used to live in Idaho, And then just recently moved to Sacramento, California. So he's going to share his story exactly how he just recently did a deal in Sacramento within the first three weeks of moving there. So again, a market he wasn't just 100% familiar with. He just got right into it and took massive imperfect action and pulled a deal out in three weeks. And we'll go to the end and share exactly what he was able to make on that one deal. So Mr. John Leonard, how the heck are you? And kind of fill our crowd in on a little bit about who you are. What's up, Cody? I'm good. Yeah, good, good, um, good. Fill us in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and ultimately what got you into wholesaling. Okay, for sure. First, I'm I'm really excited to be on the podcast. So thanks for having me. Likewise, likewise. When I saw you yep. at the live event in Asheville, I was like, brother, we've got to get you on the podcast. You just did a smoking hot deal. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I'm worthy of the podcast now. But. Oh, totally worthy of it, my friend. <laughs> it's all good. You know, I have a story I'd love to share, but I really started getting into wholesaling this May. Before that, I was in the chemicals industry. So I finished school. I got a degree in chemistry, and then I did a little bit of master's degree stuff and just general engineering and science. And I spent about six years working in the chemicals industry, doing a bunch of stuff. And I just, I've always committed to myself that I wouldn't just settle and be mediocre and just accept something that wasn't fulfilling to me. I've always wanted to do something that really, at the end of the day, isn't work, something that I love and that's fulfilling. And I could never find that. I just couldn't find that working 
in corporate America. So, you know, what my journey really started right after school. Uh, I graduated. I, I was already married. I had my first child already. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to get a job right after school. And I just started working and worked a couple of years in one area. Wanted to switch it up, see how that was in a different place. Worked worked there. I mean, I guess typical millennial uh, work schedule, <laughs> switching sure. up every couple of years. Sure. But uh, hopping. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just... I tried different things and it really was a journey searching, you know, what I want to do. I mean, I looked at everything, Cody. I looked at like, looked at being a teacher. I looked at being a doctor because I originally went into school to be a doctor. I I just really searched deeply. And finally I got a, I got a little bit of a mindset change. I I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, so good for so many, uh, entrepreneurs. All of them say, oh man, what changed my mind was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. (laughs) Exactly. Read that probably about a year ago, uh-huh. and uh, I already knew I wanted to get into real estate because m- my dad does it. I grew up kind of helping him fix up houses, and so he's kind of an entrepreneur. My my wife, her family is family of entrepreneurs, and I just never really kind of took to it. I was just like Rich Dad Poor Dad says. I was so programmed into go to school, get a job, get your degree, get a job, get a four hundred one k, and invest, and you know hope for the best. I guess sure. so. It took me a while to, to change my mindset. And over the last year, I read that book. I started reading other books. I realized, okay, real estate's the way I want to go. Now I've got to focus in on something in real estate, what I want to do. That's when I started getting out to RIA meetings, getting out to, you know, different, meeting different people. And I realized, okay, wholesaling's the way to go. And that was about, like I said, in May when I was like, all right, I'm going to learn about this and, and see if I can do it. And eventually it led me to Wholesaling Inc. in August. From there, it just... I've just been all in, man. I just, just been going after it. So it's, and I've been blessed. So it's good. I love this. So John, here's the thing. Let's even backtrack just for two seconds. Then we're going to hop right into the meat and potatoes. But what's really cool about this is right out of the gates, you had some hiccups and some walls placed right in front of you. You lived in a smaller town in Idaho and you just felt like things weren't really rocking and rolling the way that you wanted to go. They weren't really going at the speed you wanted to do. And you did something very interesting. And what's cool about this story and why I'm sharing this a little bit and why you can maybe expand on it is the fact that you recognize there could be opportunity elsewhere. So first of all, knowing that you might have to move. But second of all, having a spouse that's on board and supporting you with this is absolutely crucial to your success, to my success, to everyone's success out there. And so tell us a little bit more about that struggle that you had a real challenge in and how ultimately you had to do some uncomfortable things and, and move. Yeah, for sure. You know, for me as a man, my purpose for me is to, I mean, like most men, we want to make our wives happy. We want to, you know, they say happy wife, happy life. Right. But, uh, I want to give her what she wants and give her a nice home and, and a safe place and, and anything else that she wants, you know, above that. So, but yeah, it was tough. We uh, we were actually kind of in her perfect heaven in Idaho. We were in a small town, Twin Falls, Idaho. It's a good place. Its population is about 50,000. But uh, I soon realized a couple weeks in with Wholesaling Inc., with you and Tom, and you guys were like, you know, that's not going to work. You're going to be able to get deals. But for me, where I want to go with my business, it's not going to work. So around, to give you an idea, Twin Falls, a radius of about two hours drive around it, is nothing else but desert, except for maybe another town of 50,000 or less. So there's, it's just really not a lot there. So, and let me back up too, you know, like I said, Rachel, my wife, her 
sister actually lived right across the street from us and her husband and their, their kids were all there. So like I said, for her, it was just heaven. Cause she's, she's world. from Idaho. Yeah. 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 And she's from there and from Idaho and all our kids would play every day. I mean, we had a nice house. It was really nice, but you know, we both kind of sat down and realized like, look, this is, uh, this might be something we have to sacrifice for something greater, you know? And we started looking at places to move to start our wholesaling business. We looked at Boise, we looked at Salt Lake and some other places we had lived previously, like Houston and my home where I'm from in Sacramento. So in that process, uh, come about, about maybe August, I'd say, um, my employer, my boss came to me and he said, you know, it was one of those check-ins, you know, where you talk about everything. He's like, Hey, so you look really good on paper. My job was in sales at that time. So Uh I'd already met my sales for the year. And I I was, I did look good on paper. He's like, you look good on paper, but I can tell you're not fulfilled. And I'm like, yeah, we've talked about this. I'm not fulfilled. (laughs) Yeah. This is not the first time we've had this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, how about we do this? How about we give you a couple months to move on to your next, whatever you want to do and give us a couple months to find the next person to, to come fill the spot and think about that and come get back to me and let me know if that plan sounds good. So I thought about it, went back to him. I said, I'll take you up on it, right? Next day he calls and he says, we accept your resignation. <laughs> so I said, uh, okay, well, I guess it's, uh, it's starting now. It's game time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I did not expect that. It, it was definitely premature because like you mentioned, we've got a baby coming. Well, so, okay. it was so you tough. jumped right into it. You got tough thrown at you right out of the gates. Oh, you yeah, man. ultimately found a home where you wanted to be in Sacramento. Your wife yep. is on board supporting you. You start going into it. Let's go right into the meat and potatoes and let's help every one of our listeners right now know that even uncomfortable spaces where they're at that they too can do a deal. So let's talk about right out of the gates. How did you start getting right involved in Sacramento? What was the list you started mailing out? Or was it a mail? Was it cold calling? But what, ultimately, what did you do to start getting leads coming in? Yeah, for sure. So I'd already at this point been through the training with you guys. So I basically had to restart everything in SAC. So we made a plan. Uh, I, the plan was for me to come out to SAC for Sacramento for three weeks and to go back, pick up Rachel and the kids and move everybody. So I got right to it. Just the same pattern, the, the same you know uh, uh, order of things that you guys teach. Uh-huh. And the, I spent the first two weeks to set everything up got my cash buyers, um, you know, every, the, the whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, come the third week is when I started prospecting. I had had a coaching uh, call with Tom. He said, California is going to be a place where you're going to need to cold call. I don't have a lot of money. So yep. like most people or some, I guess, I've got, you know, I was fortunate enough to finish school without any debt. But over time, we've just accumulated debt. We just haven't managed, we haven't been good stewards of, what we've been given. So we've got about 40,000 in debt. So I just don't have a lot of money at all to really start. He said, you got a cold call. So I just started studying Brent Daniels and what they do. And, and I set that up. So I used Mojo Dialer. I went driving for dollars and I got my tax delinquent list and I just uploaded all those and just started calling. Like I didn't mess around with anything else. And, uh, spent that last week, the third week calling. I did about three hours a day, which is what I found you guys recommended. Uh-huh. And uh, come 
gosh, like the third day in that week, uh-huh. like I was, I was breaking down, man. I was like, <laughs> like, this is crushing me. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I quit slash got fired from my job. My wife's been crying like every day for the last month, you know, cause she's going to leave her perfect place. And, and it was nice there. I'm not saying, you know, it was hard. And like, I was there alone. I mean, I'm mean alone. My family's here. I was staying with my mom. <laughs> that was hard too. You know, I'm living with sure. my parents. <laughs> sure. Sure. No. And I, I had a moment where I, I just broke down and I don't know how religious you guys get on the podcast, but I'm, I'm Christian. Hey, and I preach, started praying. We preach and, tithing from day one with the group. We're all about it. Exactly. I, I just started praying and I'm like, Hey, I, I'm doing everything. And, and I felt guided up to that point. I felt that the direction was right. And, uh, that day after that prayer, I got my deal. I got my call and, Holy uh, smokes. Called him, so just called a trial of faith, my friend. Exactly. Get down, humble yourself to a prayer. And then what is that phone call? Did it end up coming from a driving for dollars list or did it come from Dri- tax delinquent? Driving for dollars. Yep. Okay. So you and, drove uh, out, saw some like ran down homes, took the address, skip traced the number, got the phone number of the homeowner, called them. And then yep. was this calling out that you got the deal or is this someone returning a call to you? I called to them. They answered the phone calling okay. out. Okay. What did yep. that sound like? So what we'd look for, so everyone on this phone or on the podcast that's listening right now, what we really are looking for is motivation. It really has nothing to do with three bedrooms, two bathrooms, how big a square footage. It's nothing to really do with that. So when you're on the phone with this individual, what lets you know that, man, this is a motivated seller. This is someone that's looking to sell and sell right now. So I was looking for the four pillars of pre-qualification, timeline, motivation, condition of the home, and price. And I was asking everybody those questions. So when I called this number, I called them. I said, went through my script. We know basically, hey, want to see if you're interested in offer on your on your property. And she said, on this house or the one next door. And I'm like, hey, whichever one you're looking to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Progress, not perfection, yeah. baby. And she's like, it. well, the one next door, we actually do need to sell. And I actually didn't have to pre-qualify her because she literally said. We need to sell it to an investor because it's a fixer-upper and we're done with it. I was like, all right, (laughs) I'm your guy. I was like, when can I meet? When can I come out? (laughs) So that was it. And uh, I went out, I saw the house, and I'm like, how did I not write this down? Because I wrote the one next door. I'm like, how did I not write this one down? So they ended up, as a family, they owned the house, the two houses next to them. And they had that house they wanted to sell. And like, they're like, yeah, we need to know we we know we need to sell at a low price. So let's just get it done. So they understood the game. They understood, they knew you're an investor. They knew you needed a deep discount. This is what I think is so great about this episode specifically right this second. Jotting down notes, guys, is is crucial on this because I think so many times we think no one's going to sell at a discount and no one, when they think investor, they just think, no way, I'm not going to talk to you. You just want a deep discount. These individuals, quite the opposite. They knew their home was in bad condition. They knew an investor was their option and they knew they needed to sell a deep discount and it does exist. So people out there listening right now, it does exist. Does it exist all the time with everyone you talk to? Absolutely not. But this is a perfect example. Okay, keep going. This, this is good, good, good stuff. So you meet with the people at the home and was it hard to get to a price that you knew you need to be at or was it fairly easy? Nope. It wasn't hard. I asked him, I said, all right, I already looked at, I had some tools I got from the title company that I had agreed to work with. That's part uh-huh. of, you know, getting everything set up. 
Uh-huh. And uh, so I could look up some information on the house and I've, I confirmed that information with them. So, you know, okay, how much do you owe? Looks like he took another loan out. What do you owe in the house? I got that number. I asked him, uh, cause as I've listened to you guys and starting at my business, I've really appreciated the value that you guys place on helping people and bringing them value. You know, the extra, always leaving something on the table for them. So I asked them, I said, what else do you have? Like, do you have any debt? You know, what, what else can I help you with? They had some credit card debt, so I threw that in a little bit, and, and I told them a price, and they're like, all right, sounds good. So there really That's wasn't much awesome. to talk about. So, so yeah. here's another noteworthy for those listening. Wow, like gold nugget after gold nugget. This is one to jot down. Always give more in value than you ever charge in price. So in this situation, look how much value he added. Not just, hey, how do I just win for myself? But John took the necessary steps to make sure that it really was a win-win and to go over and above from a typical investor. So many times it's all about me, 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 me. But the game of wholesaling is not about you, the investor. It's about them, the seller, and how you can serve them, help them, regardless if you get the deal or not. And so I love this. This is everything perfect. This is, this is like a perfect script right here, John. So keep going. So what do you think put the home under contract for? Put it under for two hundred thousand. Okay, so two hundred thousand. Um, yeah, and then for, what did you start doing? Did you start? Mar- did you have to close on it? Or is this something that you simply assigned to another investor? What did that look like? I assigned that contract to another investor. Okay, did you have many people involved? Like, was there a lot of people interested in this home? Was there just one? What did that look like? So, in speaking of value and uh-huh. bringing value to people and being, you know, I like the phrase being a go giver. I had met. In part of my networking process to set things up, I had met a bunch of other wholesalers. Uh-huh. And I'd met a guy who uh, was pretty active and also pretty new full-time. And I, I asked to meet up with him. I met up with him. And I pretty much just threw up value all over his, <laughs> all over his plate. And he was asking me tons of questions about stuff from, from Wholesaling Inc. And I was like, yeah, man, do this. Yeah, do that. And at the end of it, you know, I originally approached him like, hey, you want to trade you want to trade a buyer's list basically, right? Sure. But at the end of it, I had given him all this information and value. He's like, I'm going to send you my whole list. So I got like a huge list from him. Then from that list, I got a good 10, 15 people show up at an inspection date that I set to come look at the house. Uh And uh, from that, I got three to four offers, I think. So nice. So what did you put it out there as like a starting point? Like, Hey, if you're interested in this home, here's what we're looking to sell for. What was it looking like? Well, I when you were marketing make, the contract. Yeah, I put it up for 219. Okay. I'm trying to make sure I structure my business so that I have two twenty thousand dollars average uh, okay. assign, in assignment fees. So that's why I put it there. Okay. And to be honest, I had no idea where to put it. I just I knew that sure. I was trying to get that average. So what ended did the up offer it, end up coming under for? Right, I ended up getting an offer, uh, highest offer for two ten. Two. So, and hold on right. one second. You know it's coming, brother. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we got the victory bell ringing. So you made, essentially, you made $10,000 on this deal for right. just yeah. going out there, driving for dollars, finding some ran down homes, grab the address, skip trace, call the individual, find out this person is motivated, knows they need to sell it at a discount. This stuff cannot be made up. This is the best part is it's just work. It's just progress. It's doing. It's not sitting there thinking about a perfect plan. 
I love the fact that you included God in this plan. That's awesome. I think that's how you can succeed in this business. So I love that you did that. And then ultimately, you just picked up the phone. This never would have happened if you just didn't keep trying. Keep taking massive imperfect action. Don't wait for a perfect plan because it doesn't exist. And ultimately, right. you got this motivated seller on the other end. And here you are with a payday of $10,000, which is absolutely amazing. What are you going to do from here? What does it look like? Is this something that you are just now all in like, holy smokes, let's put some money back in this. Let's get some marketing going. What direction do you think you're going from here for wholesaling? Yeah, all in. I already know what I want to do with my business. It's going all back in and uh, we're sacrificing now so that we can do that. Living, I'm living with my dad, one of his rentals for free right now. He's, we've been blessed to have family that can support us and we're looking to get out as soon as we can, as soon as we get our business. That's uh, awesome. You know, growing. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, my man, that is some awesome, awesome stuff. To end this, we always like to end this in a, in a way that will help give value to those that took time to listen to this podcast. And I know, John, that they got a ton of value from what you did. So I, first and foremost, want to thank you for being on this podcast. But let's sure. give thank some you. more value to these listeners. What are some good books? Let's go with uh, one book. If you could name one book that has been something that has been helpful in your way of getting into wholesaling and, and ultimately getting your first deal, what book helped get you there? Just going to go classic Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I mean, Rich that's Dad, a mindset changing book for me. That's what catalyzed and triggered my transformation to get out of the rat race and to, to achieve my goals. So perfect. That's the perfect. One. And then if you were to start all over again, hindsight, sometimes we have a 2020 vision, like everyone says, it's kind of a good saying. <laughs> looking back, you start to look at, man, this went really well. This went really bad. So if you had to look backwards and here you have all these people listening to the podcast that might be at their beginning stages, they just don't know where to start. So looking back to the beginning, what would you have done differently? Or maybe what would you have made sure that you'd done the same? You know, listen, I know everybody has their own path. And you need to know your, your identity, your purpose, and your, your goals. And for me, I know those, but they always change. You always have to revisit those. I wish, honestly, that I had never, it's hard to say because I learned so much from being in the workforce. I really did. But man, I wish I would have just jumped right into entrepreneurship. I knew it was who I was. I was afraid. And if you're one of those people where you have doubt in yourself, or you're afraid. I mean, look, I have a family. Like, I get it. I have a family, a wife, I have kids. And yeah, like, I want to support them. I want to provide, protect, preside. I want to be a man. I want to be a good man. And it's scary. But now that I've taken the leap, I wish I'd done it earlier. I wish I'd just <laughs> done it earlier. Such good words. I love that. And wholesaling ultimately can be a great thing for anyone. It's tough. It's not easy. You've heard this from John personally of his struggles, his personal trials and challenges that he had to overcome to ultimately get this first deal. But John, I'll ask you, has it been worth it? It's totally been worth it. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Well, my man, I want to thank you again for being on the podcast. This could be one that's going to be helpful for so many. I think there's so many in this situation good, where good. they're maybe working for corporate America and they're like, man, I've had this same conversation with my manager. How do I, how do I help you get succeeding? Well, we've had this conversation. I either need more money or I need a different position. And I think this resonates with so many individuals out there where they feel like they're stuck. So 
Thank you so much for joining us. And I want you to keep crushing it. And maybe here in a few months, we'll do kind of a recap of what has taken place over the last few months and kind of tell what happened from your first deal and what it takes you to uh, here a few months from now. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'd love to. Thanks, Cody. Okay, brother. Rhino Nation, this has been an absolute awesome podcast where you have heard from John personally, his true story right here on how he struggled out of the gates and he had to come up with some big decisions. He has an amazing wife that supported him through this. He ultimately moved out of state, but within three weeks of getting back to his hometown, was able to simply from just taking massive imperfect action, still having trials and challenges, find his first deal that paid him $10,000. This can happen to any one of you listening right now. It's are you willing to get uncomfortable and stay uncomfortable? Success is always found on the other side of comfort. If you want to hear more stories, obviously we have tons of podcasts of individuals that are doing deals, but also go over to wholesalinginc.com. That's wholesalinginc.com and play around on the testimonials tab where you can hear countless other stories and see their faces while they have recorded just a simple testimony of what wholesaling's done for them. It can be done for you guys. I can tell you that right now. It's just, are you willing to get uncomfortable? If you need help personally leading and guiding you in your wholesaling business, you can definitely book a call with our team and we'd be glad to see if it's a good fit for one another. And if it is, we'll invite you to be part of the tribe. Until next time, take care and get ready for another episode. God bless, guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.